Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. Relationships are so critical. Um, you know, like I said, I think in the last episode, you know, life is a team sport. We're not, we're not doing this solo and uh, we wouldn't want to do it solo. So um, this week we're going to talk about uh, aging parents. And um, of course with us, uh, I'm, I have um, my in-laws have both passed away and my uh, father has passed away, but my mom is still alive at age 86. And so um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, you're going to have a lot of input on, on some ideas on helping our listeners talk about the uh, relationship with aging parents. So I'm excited <laughs> about that, buddy. Yeah, I don't know that we're uh, always doing things right, but we're trying, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have, have a right attitude anyway. Yeah. So I'm, on my side, uh, both of my parents are passed away. And on my wife's side, her father's passed away. So it leaves us with one um parent for the two of us and, and you know everybody's situation is uh different uh just issues and things and and if you still have you know of course we're middle-aged guys and if you still have um one parent or, or two you're you're blessed that's a good thing um mm -hmm. but there that with that comes challenges because um as they age uh things happen uh physically and uh, mentally Mm -hmm. and just, just challenges and uh we just need to make the best of it and uh, you, you know a lot of the things are out of our control but then what we're talking about are things that are in our control that we can do something about and and uh and work through and so hopefully our listeners will get some good ideas and uh if they won't if it doesn't help them directly I'm sure they, they know someone that they can help with the information or, or send them our way to listen to this particular podcast in this episode. So yeah, mm. relationships, so important in our lives. Absolutely. You know, I just kind of thought about this. We were, we had, as, as you mentioned, we just talked about um, our last episode was about a relationship with our spouse, you know, super, super important, probably the longest one we're going to have in our life. And, you know, and if, um, if we're blessed, um, you know, maybe we'll, um, you know, do it all the way through the end of life. But in contrast to that, our parents are our very first relationship. And, you know, it's how we come into this world, right? You have to have a parent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we watched uh, our granddaughter. Uh, Harper is almost four. She's playing soccer now. And um, it's kind of fun to watch my son and daughter-in-law with uh, new little children. And, and of course they just had her baby, uh, Caroline. She was uh, born in February and mm -hmm. uh, not quite Valentine's day, just a couple days before Valentine's day. But um, it's fun to watch them uh, and how consumed their life is with a newborn. Okay. Yeah. And then of course they got a, a little girl. It's almost four. She'll be four in June. And so um and when this episode comes out, she'll probably be four. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it's it's interesting to watch 
you know, how much time and energy and focus it takes uh, on, mm-hmm. on a child. And, and I think when we look at our parents, sometimes we forget and we, 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 we just forget how much they put in to us True. Uh, to helping us be who we are and be successful. And, uh, and I think we just need to be reminded of that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many things that, you know, uh, kind of what you're talking about there, you know, the, the amount of time your parents pour into you, I mean, they make you who the person that you're ultimately going to be. They set so many foundational elements that are so vitally important. And so we need to think about um, our parents and, and recognizing that and, you know, thanking them for it and respecting them for it, for what they did for us. That (laughs) that reminds me of um, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N, Jim Rohn, Mm -hmm. uh, look him up, one of my favorite authors, and of course, Jim has passed on, but he was actually a a mentor to Tony Robbins, and uh, one of the greatest motivational speakers of all time, and Jim is is awesome, he's funny, and he talks, uh, tells about the story, he says, you know, he said, on the African plain, when a wildebeest is born, it only has one hour to get up and, 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 and to be able to run with the herd. Wow. And so the wilder, the wilderbeast, uh, it's like a, a cow. They look like a cow, a funky headed cow, but anyway, <laughs> the wildebeest, <laughs> right? So one hour. So the baby is born. Okay. And the mama just starts nudging and pushing and kicking the, the little baby, get up, get up, get up, you know, and, and the baby's like, Whoa, what's a hurry. What's a hurry. And, and yeah. the, 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 the mama's like, the lions, the lions are not very far away. <laughs> Clock's ticking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The clock is ticking and you've got an hour to get up. And that's, that's what it takes about an hour before that wildebeest is able to get on its legs, get up on its feet, get, get uh, acclimated, run around a little bit and get to where it can actually run with the herd. Mm-hmm. And then he said, maybe humans, they take a little bit longer. <laughs> you know after 16 17 18 years they're not even ready sometimes to run with the herd <laughs> yeah yep. that can be the case it seems sometimes yeah i thought that was that was great you know he's like you know well here we are we're trying you know it's like you get them into second grade and then you got to go to fourth, third grade and then fourth grade. It's like, Oh my gosh, you know, how long is this going to take? And it, you know, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. It, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of work. And uh, I think we need to look back and, and say, wow, our parents went through that and we survived here. We are. Okay. Now some of us didn't have as good a childhood, but our sure. parents did the best they could. Okay. And we have to remember that. And, and even if they screwed a lot of things up, which we all do, we all do. We still love them and and we still need to respect them and appreciate, you know, what they did do for us uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) The the lions haven't eaten us yet. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, you're, you're spot on. We, we, we probably tend to think that we were, um, perfect or came out fully formed and they didn't have to do very much but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not 
that's definitely not the case. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. were eating steak and potato and solid food, you know, at, at a year and a half, and it's like, what are you complaining about? So. Oh my god. Well, you want to take us into our uh, book quote for this week? I know we're on 146. All right, yes, yes. Our um uh in our book, uh this is a book I wrote Finishing on Fire uh by Dave Wadsworth on Amazon, number one bestseller on Amazon. So uh if you uh, like to read, I think it, there's a lot of good information in here, but uh we're not just trying to sell you a book, we're just trying to enhance yeah. your life. And, and this quote I've got, this is about, you know, relationships and, and how important they are. But this, this quote I'm going to do is um, from chapter 12, where it talks about targeting people, okay? And uh, I know a few years back, you know, targeting was like a, a buzzword for, you know, uh, the government and police and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, you don't target. Well, I wrote a chapter on Yes, target people. And uh, it's totally different. And what it's talking about is, is targeting the people in your life and, and um, really focusing in on who's important. Okay. And, and then the, the bullseye of the target, and we talked about last week, Greg, I know um, the, uh, our spouse as our number one in our target, also then our children and our parents. Okay. That's our, our bullseye. Uh, of people in our life, our spouse, children, and parents. Okay, that's your bullseye. And I talk about that, but I have a quote. Uh, and this is about your parents. And, and this is kind of a, uh, the first part is kind of if, it, if you have a tough relationship with them, or it's, it's been kind of rocky or whatever, but, but then it, it goes on and talks about this. So yeah, here we go, page 146 in the book, it says, um, uh, if you have a living parent, Okay, be thankful for that to begin with. Okay, if you have a living parent, uh, today is the time to also clean up that mess. Okay, stop waiting on them to apologize or come to their senses of a past wrong or offense. Man up and mend any fences that are weak or broken down completely. They will soon be gone and you will have chalked up another huge regret, a very unnecessary regret. And, um, you know, I like the way Jim Rohn, again, uh, talks about how the, the, um, the weight of discipline is very light. It weighs only ounces, but the weight of regrets mm. weigh tons. And, and you will regret uh, if you do not try. Say you've got a, a issues with your parents or you've had some, some differences of opinion, which we all will. Uh, and you need to mend some fences or maybe you need to totally repair, totally broken down fences. You need to do that. You need to make that effort. Okay. As right. far as it depends on you, do everything you can because you don't want the regret of losing them and then saying, you know, I probably could have done something. And then that you got to carry that with you. You don't have to, but you will. I guarantee you, you'll have that regret. So, um, so basically, you know, if you got a mess, if you got a, a relationship with a parent and it's been strained or broken completely, get after it and work on it. Uh, you won't be sorry that you made that extra effort. Um, mm -hmm. if that's what it takes. So, so that's yeah. a quote out of the book today. Yeah. Those are, uh, some very, uh, well-spoken, very wise words. And I think, <laughs> you know, because as we just talked about in the, in the intro a little bit here, you know, we literally owe our, you know, our life to our parents. 
And yeah. so it's, it's so very important to um, help as, as they helped us in a time of life where we weren't self-sufficient. Now, as our parents get older, they may be becoming less self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And so now it's um, out of respect. We need to, to help them out. Yeah. That, you know, you brought that up. That reminds me of my mom. She's 86. And the other day, and she's very appreciative. We do a lot of things for her. And I'll, I'll talk about that, you know, as we get into this. But yeah. Uh, she said, you know, thank you so much. She, you, you kids, there's, there's four of us siblings, three bro- or three boys and a, and a girl. And uh, she says, you, you guys really, you know, help me out and you do so much for me. And I said, mom, you raised us right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, mom, you did a good job. And, and, and we're just here to uh, follow through and, and, and be good kids. So, and I know we talked about that, Greg, so I'll probably move ahead into that uh, where sure. I say, <clears throat> I've got a, a, a tremendous family and I talk about that in my book, finishing on fire and, and uh, siblings. Uh, I've got two brothers. I got a sister and, and they're just phenomenal people. They have uh, very successful and long marriages. They have uh, great children and mm. the grandchildren also some of them. And I just couldn't be more proud of my family. Uh, they've um, never spent a day in jail. Any of us. Um, We've never, um, you know, been addicted to drugs. We've not um, uh, hurt anybody, uh, not intentionally. (laughs) Uh, We've always been hard workers. We've always valued and respected people, all kinds of people. I don't care whether they like us or not. We -hmm. we, uh, have always been raised with values of, of if they're a human being, you treat them like one and you uh, you're always kind and respectful and loving and, and, and that's the way mom and dad raised us. And uh, we were from a little, you know, small town in Southern Indiana and um, we didn't have a lot, um, but we had enough. None of us starved and the lions did need us. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> but we were raised, uh, you know, with, with just good values. Mom and dad took us to church every week and, and uh, you know, taught us to love and respect, you know, friends, family, neighbors, America and God. And, and that's where we were raised. And so um, a matter of fact, funny thing, uh, you know, uh, we've got a mutual friend and uh, Leslie Peters is a buddy uh, from down in uh, Dallas, Texas. And, and we're mm-hmm. starting up a, a podcast, uh, Leslie and myself, and it's called black and white men talking. And instead of, you know, dead men walking, it kind of it may make it sound black and white men talking. And so <laughs> we're sitting on a park bench uh, behind us. You know, this is the uh, the book that we're going to write. And it's it's got all these signs behind us. And Leslie and I are just sitting there talking and enjoying life and, and sharing together and just working out, you know, things, just being friends. Mm-hmm. And behind us, we have all these signs from, you know, society, you know, anger and hate and, and just mean things, you know, uh, just differences and, and just exploiting that. And that's what the media does. But, but, you know, I was raised in a town. Uh, we did not have black folks around. Uh, I, I knew very few growing up until I was probably in my um, teens and so forth. But to be honest with you, but my dad, would never let us disrespect any person, you know, based on the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like Martin Luther King said, it's the content of their character. Okay. Right. There's, there's, there's two types of people. 
there's the nice people and then there's the jerks and you just stay away from the bad people, <laughs> the jerks, and you hang with the good people. And that's how you divided people, how they acted. If, if they were, uh, you know, mean and ornery, you stayed away from them. If they were good, positive, you know, hardworking people, that's who you hung with. And, and that was the difference. And so uh, as siblings, uh, you know, I, I'm so proud. My family grew up, we were hard workers. And, um, and we have a lot to be thankful for, uh, you know, even though, you know, I tell people, <laughs> I tell people, Greg, we were, we were so poor, we couldn't even pay attention. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that was true. We never missed a meal. We never went hungry, uh, you know, so, but uh, anyway, my one thing we do, and we're talking about our aging parents, and my mom's still alive, and, and uh, we love her very much. Matter of fact, my first book, Living in the Ditch, I dedicated to her, and, uh, and I told stories about my brother and I, my younger brother, Doug. Uh, we played in the ditch, which was right beside our house, every day. We were in the ditch, and that's mm -hmm. where I get all the animal stories or get a good start on them. But we were catching <laughs> fish and turtles and snakes and crawdads and everything, and of course, we were getting leeches on us and we were getting ticks and everything and a lot of creepy crawly stuff. But uh, hey, you know, but but we learned a lot. It's a wonder we didn't die of tetanus or something crazy, you know, from <laughs> stepping on glass bottles or broken glass and stuff. I mean, it was amazing. So we survived it. But um, but as siblings, uh, one thing we do with our mom um, uh, every day, my mother gets a phone call. Now she lives by herself, okay, in, in the home I was raised in. And she gets a phone call every morning and every evening from one of us kids. We've got a schedule. And, uh, and we remind her to take her medicine. And we just check on her, see how she's doing, you know, see how she's feeling and so forth. We've got her a golf cart. <laughs> so she can drive mm -hmm. her golf cart around the town. It's a small town, you know, 500 people or so. And she goes around town. Actually, she goes around town and she prays for people. She knows a lot about the different families and things, and she knows right. the struggles and things of people. And she goes around and she'll stop in front of a house and she'll pray for those people, that family. It's it's really amazing. She writes letters to everybody. There's a young man that used to be our neighbor, and he got in a lot of trouble. His family was a mess. He went to prison and, and was there several years. And he got out here a few years back, and I talked to him. I run into him, and he said, you know what? Your mom wrote me letters all the time when mm. I was in prison. She wrote me letters and he said it really meant the world to me. And it just really, you know, changed my life. And uh, he's, and, you know, my wow. mom was pretty awesome, pretty amazing lady, you know. Uh, she wasn't one to be out front and up on stage, you know, like we talked about our wives, you know, my wife doesn't want to be on stage <laughs> or in the spotlight. My mom doesn't either. But boy, she is so powerful in what she does and what she's done just quietly. And uh, so, anyway, every day we call mom. And then every weekend, uh, one of us kids, either myself or my brother or my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, we will take uh, mom uh, shopping. We go get her groceries and we take her shopping. And maybe last week I took her and we went and clothes shopping. <laughs> mm. So for a year old guy taking his 86 year old mom clothes shopping at Cato. And then we went to Walmart and stuff. It's like, it's kind of funny, but it's, it's cute, you know, and, and I, I'm fine with that. I just, I won't. I make the ladies help her in the dressing room and stuff like that, but, sure, sure. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, we just enjoy life and, uh, but we go grocery shopping 
And then we also help clean the house, you know, take care of it and uh, take out her trash, get it all out there for the, the trash uh, truck. And then we uh, take care of her yard, you know, get that all cleaned up mode and all that. And so, so we have a regular schedule uh, that we do those things. And, uh, and, and we feel like as, as a family, as siblings, there's four of us, we each do a, our part. In, in helping to make sure mom, you know, doctor's visits, uh, you know, eye visits, you know, and stuff like that, all that stuff. Uh, we just work it out together and, and we don't fuss and fight. There's mm-hmm. no need in that. And, uh, you know, I've just got a great family. I, I'll be honest with you. I am blessed with unbelievable uh, brothers and, and a sister. So, and, and sister-in-laws. Oh my gosh. My, uh, you know, my older brother, Kelly, his wife, um, she is an amazing woman and she does a lot. You know, she, she takes one weekend. And of course, Kelly helps too, but he's busy with the farm and other things. And so my, my sister-in-law, she's just a phenomenal person attitude wise. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she does a lot. And then there's a weekend that my brother, Doug, he takes care of, of mom and doing the grocery and stuff. And then I take care one weekend. Um, and it's usually when, when my wife is at work, she works a hospital shift every third weekend. So, uh, but we've kind of got a system and we've decided, okay, mom, we want mom to live at home as long as she can. We don't mm-hmm. want to put her in a nursing home if she can live at home. She loves the independence. So it's worth it, you know, to, if we call her, every night and reminder say mom it's tuesday evening have you taken your tuesday evening medicine right and of course my sister-in-law gets all the medicines and everything all lined up and everything's together and and so she knows which pills all she has to do is pop the lid for you know uh tuesday evening and she takes those pills and uh, so we just it's a good way to um stay in contact with her uh let her know she's loved because she is uh, we also have a, the local restaurant bring her meals like five days a week, Monday through Friday, mm. uh, eleven thirty. Uh, the the restaurant we pay for that, and um, and they bring her a, a lunch meal. And a lot of times the meals are nice size, and so a lot of times she'll eat lunch and supper off that that box meal there. And wow. and also that gives us an opportunity for that person, Jeff who's the owner of the restaurant. He brings a meal, and it gives him a chance to kind of check on mom you know, and, and make sure that she's okay. And, and that's kind of another way of respecting and loving our mom. Okay. Uh, Cause you know, she's told me many times since dad passed away in 2016 that, you know, she misses dad. She really misses dad. And, and I can't imagine, you know, you and I both have, a, you know, our spouse and, and we have a companion all the time, but mom does not. And they were married right at 61 years. Mm. One years to be together and then boom you know dad's gone and so it was, it's hard and so we've tried to carry that load but that's that's kind of our family and how we work it out and and there's not we don't have the fighting and fussing and stuff over that um <clears throat> it's just we've just decided there's no need in that there's no need to be that way and um it's a lot of give and take. And, and a lot of times if I'm traveling and I'm doing, you know, speaking engagements or I'm in business meetings, you know, I switch with Doug. I say, hey, Doug, can you take this weekend for me? Can you take mom shopping stuff or Talisa, can you do it? And so it works out great. And, and to have the family I have is, is just phenomenal. And, uh, and I'm so thankful. And I think as we raise our children, 
you know, do the best we can because one of these days they'll be taking care of us. <laughs> so we're, Greg, I think we're kind of being selfish sometimes when, when we're really, you know, good to our children, you know, and, and, and I don't mean good like we spoil them. I mean good that we raise them with the right values, okay, right. and the right value system that they do respect people and they do respect life and they do uh, love people and they do, you know, what's right. You know, uh, they know mm. the difference, right and wrong. And so, so my daughter, a lot of times I help her with things and my son and they're so thankful. And I said, that's okay. You're going to be taking care of my butt one of these days. <laughs> so I'm just kind of paying in advance, you know, <laughs> making sure you're happy and successful. And there, that way, you know, you'll, you'll remember that. And hopefully uh, you'll take care of me, not just throw me somewhere in the ditch. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've seen that sign. Uh, you've seen it around a lot of places that it says uh, something to the effect of, uh, be kind to your children. They pick your nursing home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, well, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, <laughs> as you said, um, <clears throat> you know, I, you and I both know a lot of people and, and they're taking care of their parents or in situations like that. And I would say that um, you, you guys do one of the most extraordinary jobs I've ever um, heard uh, taking care of your parents. And so it's a testimony to how they, um, how they raised you and the values they put in you, but also how all of you work together. That's just amazing. It's uncommon. Yeah. And it is. And I, and, and, you know, this, I like the saying, uh, Mike Burkhart taught me this, uh, one of my buddies I grew up with, he says, you know, if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so important. And we understand that, you know, it's no fair for one of us to carry a burden. Now I'm an hour away drive to my mom's or a little longer than that. And my brother's about one brother's 20 minutes. The other one's 20 minutes. And so uh, they're both fairly close uh, and I'm not, but, and so they actually carry a little more of the load. You know, there's some more day to day things that happen, but yeah, it's, and it's, it's a matter of character. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a matter of your heart. Uh, it's a matter of, of being, um, you know, not being selfish and, and so forth. And, and so, you know, mom and dad displayed that, you know, they, they showed us, you know, how you, you know, get along, how you share, how you, you know, share the load, right. uh, how you respect people. And, and I'm just so appreciative of that. So, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. I'm, I'm very fortunate. And, and so many times I, I just have to, you know, shake myself and say, Dave, we've got it made, you know, cause, cause you got good, good siblings, you know, and, and of course they've got great kids too. And so uh, my dad always said this, I loved his saying, you know, he said, um, you know, we talk about how we got a really good family and he would always say, and there's not a bad one in the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he meant it, he was, he meant it with pride that there wasn't a single, there wasn't a child, there wasn't a grandchild or a great grandchild that was a troublemaker, mm. you know, that went mm -hmm. out and just, you know, caused trouble. They just, they just didn't, you know, and so yeah. that's, that's quite a legacy. And, and hopefully our podcast and our, our, uh, the book here, you know, finishing on fire, living your legacy of purpose, passion, and prosperity will teach you those things. And, and, um, you know, I don't have all the answers, Greg, you don't have all the answers, right. but we do have a good heart. 
uh, for people and their relationships uh, with their family, their spouse, and, and then of course this episode, uh, their parents, if they've got living parents. And uh, it just, um, I think there's a lot we can learn from each other if we're willing to listen and see and, and um, just, you know, be human. Right. <laughs> you see the media today and just a lot of inhumane treatment of people on social media, especially you, you see people saying things that are ugly and hateful. And it's like, my goodness, you know, would, right. if they were right there in your, you know, kitchen or living room, would you say those things? And it's like, no, you wouldn't, <laughs> you know, because you, then, then they're right there and they're human, you know, and, 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 and I just, I just, I, I'm disgusted by some of the stuff that goes on and, and things. And, and that's not the way we were raised. So, so mm-hmm. uh, hopefully our children will turn out and, you know, grandchildren to be this way. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate that. And, yeah. um, you know, in, <clears throat> in contrast, but probably the situation my wife has with her mom is that um, she's the, as, as sometimes the uh, responsibility falls on, on the daughter, usually the youngest daughter. And so, <laughs> so it's really fallen on her. And, and so it's not so, um, uh, not so equal and how the sharing's done. Yeah. But um, so who knows, maybe they'll listen to this podcast and, and they'll, uh, <laughs> be, they'll aspire to be like your family. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the thing is, you, you got to listen, because I remember a few years back, my brother Kelly, um, they were mowing the yard all the time, uh, Kelly and Doug, and, and uh, they were carrying that load. And Kelly, you know, he just one day, he doesn't talk a lot. And he, he just said, hey, you need to help mow the yard. <laughs> I'm like, what? Where did that come from? You're grumpy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? And, um, and, and, and so we figured out how I could become a part of that you know, yeah. help them, you know, wrote in the rotation of, of in the summertime on the yard. And then since then, my sister Myra, uh, she's awesome. Oh my gosh, she's tough cookie, but she, um, she's in San Diego, California, right? So she can't help that much. So she decided that for her part, they would pay uh, uh, someone to mow the yard for mom on a regular wow. basis. And so we go and of course we pick up sticks and we do a lot of things. We maintain the mower and all that. But but here in the last year, we've got somebody that actually mows. And my sister is so appreciative of us that she'll she pays that person to do the mowing. So so that's pretty cool. I was just, I was just thinking it'd be it'd be funny if your brother had said, Yeah, you need to start mowing. And if, you know, here in Indiana, he'd probably uh, give you the month of August to mow. Yeah, you don't die of heat exhaustion here you go oh it's, my gosh yeah so so anyway. uh you ready to switch over to our um our, our special segment here the manly movie moment i think you had yeah. a selection for us today and now it's time for manly movie moments yeah we got a movie here um and I hate, I, I, sometimes I get carried away and I talk a lot, but you know, the stories we had to, but yeah, yeah, the bucket list, uh, was a movie that I watched a long time ago and I loved it. And, um, and as we get older, we think of our bucket list of, of the things that we really want to do before we kick the bucket, because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the clock is ticking. We don't get that time back, but we need to make every day count. 
and uh, we need to make it count with our parents that are aging and then also with our family, our spouse and children. So uh, how do we make that count? And I remember in the bucket list, um, uh, it was Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. And it was funny. I mean, a lot of it was just hilarious. And then some of it was very, very, um, you know, thought provoking. And uh, one of the things on the bucket list was um, he wanted to kiss the most beautiful girl in the world. Mm. And uh, Morgan Freeman says, well, well how you, how you figure you're going to do that? And he says, volume. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess if he kisses enough of them, he'll get the prettiest one in the world. And and it came back at the end of the movie. Morgan Freeman had uh, uh, encouraged him to connect back with his daughter. They had a, a strained relationship and hadn't been together for a long time and and ended up at the end. He got to meet, uh, go back um, and, and, and re-engage with his daughter. Okay. And, and also at that time, as a little he had a little granddaughter, just a cutest little thing. And at the end, of course, he got to um, give her a hug and get a kiss from her. Mm. And it was it was like, OK, that's the prettiest girl in the world. That little girl was his granddaughter. And I thought that that's pretty cool. And and really, you know what? There's nothing better. There really isn't. Money cannot buy that. Right. And and so that's, uh, you know, that's a movie I, I encourage people. Uh, it will help you think. And when we talk about this book and this podcast about finishing on life on fire and finishing on fire, that's how you do it. You, you connect with those, those important people, the targeted people, your spouse, your children, your parents. Okay. And then you move out from there. You know, you got extended family, you got uh, close friends and, and so forth, but you target, you target people. And that's so critical. And that's, that's really what life is, you know, that's, that's the, the, the true core and, and the love of life is, is your relationships with your family and, and your loved ones. So. Mm -hmm. And I love that target model, that visual picture and yeah. um, allowing it to help focus in your priorities. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, cause we've all got more than we can possibly do every day. And so we need yeah. to make, make those things count. Right. So, yeah, exactly. 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 So, all righty, Greg, uh, let's finish up with our two minute warning and uh, we'll get out of here. And now it's time for the two minute warning. Two minute warning is our point where we, uh, we say, Hey, we're down to the nitty gritty. We need to do something. Yep. And this is an action item. We want you to do this. And this, it's not a, a big thing, but it is a big thing. Okay. And, and basically it's one simple thing. Call your mom or your dad right now. Well, unless it's like midnight or something. <laughs> when you listen, do that. Okay. <laughs> you may mess True. them all up, you know, but listen, Here's what you do. You call your mom or your dad or both, if you're blessed to have both parents, and do it right now. You never know when it's your last opportunity to do that, and you won't be sorry. Just so do that. It's very simple. Make the call. All right? Make it happen. Make it All happen. Right. Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. 
Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.